You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I've got good news. It's R-A-D-S-A! Just the good stuff, baby. I'm home at my parents' house for the week, and we're trying to find something to watch on TV, and I recommended Fast Five. It's mm. on Peacock. Uh, it's, you know, no commercials. You can watch it. And so we uh, watched Fast Five. I didn't think they much enjoyed it. And then last night we rated Fast Six. Wow. So we're going through them. <laughs> <laughs> so you started on Five and you're going Five, Six, Seven. Are you doing, I guess, kind of like Star Wars in it? Doing yeah, Five, Six, like Seven. Five, five is where it kind of shifted from cars to action movies. Uh you can you can pretty much start with five without a whole lot of prior knowledge. What about uh, Tokyo Drift? That's that sets the tail. Was that Paul Walker's last movie? It's what? Was that was Paul Fast Walker's five, last Paul movie? Paul Walker's last movie? No, that was seven. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Five five came out in twenty eleven. Five is the Oh, uh, sure enough. Five is the one where they steal a bank vault. Or they steal a police uh, evidence vault out of the police station and then drive Sick. down the freeway towing a vault yeah up until then it was mostly just like car chases and then five six and seven they were like nine they go to space <laughs> when when does the familia become the centerpiece of oh the fast and it's, furious it's full-on in five okay gotcha is that when fast vince the enters the game. picture you take uh this one who vince vince diesel yeah vince diesel <laughs> is that when he enters <laughs> Whoops! I mean Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, no, he's he's in it from the beginning. Uh, the Rock comes start, in at five. Uh, okay, I believe. The but Rock, when does Vince five? The first one with The Rock. I don't even know who Vince is. <laughs> Vince Giardi. S- seven is seven. <laughs> he's gonna play the Charlie Brown song. <laughs> um, the Fast and the Furious drinking game is you take a drink whenever they say the word family. And then after the movie's over, you drive yourself to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) I still, I think I've seen maybe four minutes from Tokyo Drift, and that's it. They're good. You're missing out. (laughs) I know I am. Like, yeah, we talked about it this weekend. Like, I I know I'm missing out, but I just, similar to One Piece, it's getting to be where there's nine movies, and I'm just like, I don't know if I have time to sit down and watch nine movies fresh you, you don't gotta watch them all at once though that's what they don't tell you the fast and furious manga did reach a thousand chapters this year that's a lot the fast and the furious wano arc has been going on for three years <laughs> as of this week so <laughs> <laughs> oh if we could do a, a brief uh uh i forgot what we call this um like An a side a, a side or just like a cosine uh I have now caught up all the way to Chainsaw Man. Uh, I downloaded Shonen Jump last week, and I've read all the way through in like four days. Uh, it's fantastic. Wow. Folks. Cannot, yeah, cannot recommend enough. Will did an incredible job selling it, and I am so excited for the anime. Uh, it's it's such a good story. I need a Makima figure. That's all I need in my life is a Makima <laughs> figure for my shelf. <laughs> I guess at, at risk of inflating Will's ego even more, um, I did check out the first season of Dr. Stone recently as well, uh, which which Will reviewed on the podcast. So uh, fantastic anime. I, I definitely recommend checking that out as well. Not as violent as Chainsaw Man, but if you like science, check out Dr. Stone. Or if you like and, rocks. And I guess... And I'd have to, uh, you know, you guys also recommended me uh, something. I went out and touched grass this week. Ah, good. Best. <laughs> good. So I do want to, I do want to co-sign that recommendation that they've been urging me to do. <laughs> Perfect. You're, you're like, it's like the end of Exorcist. You've, you've breathed out your weebness into us and then threw yourself out a window. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> no, wait, we throw it. ourselves out the window. We honestly, when it comes to anime and manga, we're all throwing ourselves out windows. At least socially, we're all still tumbling down those stairs. I'm I'm about to start Jujutsu <laughs> Kaisen, I believe, on Shonen Jump. Mm. Very nice, very nice. 
All right, I guess we'll top in. Uh, episode 163. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of fun stuff today. Too the mayor many. tweeted out. What was that? Too many, if you ask me. Oh, 100% too many. We should have stopped it, honestly, after the first one. But here we are. Uh, we're talking uh, two <laughs> Nintendo Switch games today. Uh, funnily enough, two uh, Nintendo games. And Sean's talking about a small mammal. And then we're bringing back... Um, we're bringing back Lit or Not Lit, but it's a, it's a special edition of Lit or Not Lit. Super excited for that. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Fastballs the Way Mink. <laughs> I am... What are you doing this month? Uh, I think it's still... Is it July? It's July now. No, it was July last week, too, when we released, I think. In either case, it's still fish. Uh, I <laughs> am... I'll just say Sean Hinge. I'm, it's Sean Hinge. That was a lot of build up for that one. Yeah. I I've somehow I've now given myself like starting off, couldn't ever think of a superlative to give myself. And now I've started a bit where I give myself a superlative every week and usually I'm pretty consistent, but now I've just hit the point where I just can't think of it. So we're just You're in too it's deep. a vicious cycle. <laughs> I'm in too deep. This is Sean forty one. And I'm Will Monkey Business Far. <laughs> I'm glad we're on month two of uh, Black Eyed Peas. Do you have any Black Eyed Peas albums in the store, Sean? Yes. Wow. Do you have the end? I I think it might be Elephunk. Oh, classic. Really okay. Classic. It's kind of kind of entry level block, kind of meat and potatoes Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Yeah, when someone tells me they're a Black Eyed Peas fan, I say name every album, uh, or name three albums except Elephant. So, luckily, it's 2021, and everyone who would say I'm a Black Eyed Peas fan is just waking up from a 14 year long coma. So, unless you're a, a nurse in a ICU, Tyler, I think you're safe from that interaction. <laughs> One day, yeah, they one put day. Out an I album will. called Masters of the Sun recently without <laughs> Fergie. I guess has Fergie been gone? Yeah, yeah. Fergie's out. Fergie's they fired her after the national anthem. They found her <laughs> tweets. I don't know if it was the national anthem or if it was uh, the accident she had on stage. Let's play some basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like before people knew about Fergie, though. When she did the... That looked like uh, early Fergie. Yeah, Fergie quit. Good for her. Well, she was better than Black Eyed I don't know. But what's she doing now? What else did Fergie she, do? Besides she picked up the sword. Fer, Fergalicious. <laughs> she took up the blade. <laughs> Fergie's defending our nation. Oh, That's what she's doing. Now Now you're probably feeling <laughs> bad about yourself. <laughs> she she quit the Black Eyed Peas and diver, divor, divorced divorced Josh Dumel the same year. <laughs> She's wow, Fergie going her own way, <laughs> Queen. Um, so Will, as he mentioned earlier, is uh, not at his usual command center, so we don't have any of our sound effects for today. Uh, so he's volunteered actually to sing every single transition song. So uh, now it's time for it. the news. Good news. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, that was nice. Thank you. Yeah. Our our good news this week I cut, came... I cut some verses. That, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Sa we're saving money this week because, as we've mentioned before... Um, we have to pay Gary lots of money every time we play one of his songs. So um, we're royalty free this week. Royalty free radish. Italian um, money, though. <laughs> yeah, spaghetti. <laughs> so uh, the good news this week comes to us in the form of a tweet. Uh, Will actually sent a, sent it to us. It's hilarious. The mayor of D.C. for some reason tweeted out a screenshot from Netflix's record of Ragnarok anime that has Wendy's mascot. Uh, with humongous jugs, and uh, quickly deleted it, which is which is the upsetting part of the story. Um, she should have been more brave and just kept it up. Because honestly, what's more patriotic than 
Wendy with huge jugs. <laughs> for, looks... for the record, it's it, it's not from the anime. It's a screenshot from the anime that they've redrawn to be Wendy, Colonel Sanders, and Ronald McDonald. Uh, so it's not. Oh, to, to be it's fair, also to worth be honest, mentioning. I have not seen the anime. It's it's nah, also worth. An... Go ahead. The anime had like a queen with like two servants holding up her her, her chest. Oh, God. Yikes. <laughs> uh, it, it is worth mentioning that Mayor Muriel Bowser uh, tweeted, it looks to be, they tweeted two pictures from an event they attended uh, in the Palisades. And then it's one picture with the weekend and a model against a blue screen. And then it's the anime picture. Uh, so it, <laughs> it appears just that they were just going through their camera roll and selected too, too many pictures. But this one's just perplexing. It's such a good picture because it's like it's like horny anime fan art, but also like fast food mascot, ma- mascot ma- divorced mascot. I'm having a, a time <laughs> uh, mascot fan art. Uh, it's called mascot. You're right, mascot. Um, it's like I don't know. I feel like this is very much our brand. I feel like we should tweet this out, or we should tweet out the original one. Uh, yeah, we, we should have thought of this first. Mayor Bowser in this in this pose. I don't know. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I am a little upset that we didn't think of this first. This was on July fourth, so this wasn't I. Uh, this wasn't on a pride parade. Mm. No, so we can't we can't say so long, gay Bowser. Yeah, they're all they're all wearing <laughs> green, right. so I'm not exactly sure what's going on. But just why did they save those two pictures? Hey, they're good pictures. Yeah, I mean they're yeah they're fun pictures. I wish there was a savable version of the of wa- those pictures. <laughs> The best part of this picture is the cup of Wendy's soda that is in between her chest that is being crushed. <laughs> it is gratuitous. I I want ooh. I the moment I saw this picture, I just imagined resurrecting Dave Thomas and showing him this photo. Like Put resurrecting him back in the dirt. Just <laughs> just resurrecting just I, I forget the name. Like the guy the brothers who started McDonald's the Colonel Sanders and Dave Thomas, you just show them this photo and they just have to Ray Kroc, the McDonald's brothers, Ray Kroc, Ray Kroc is responsible for the McDonald's we know today and probably Ron McDonald, but I believe the last name was McDonald. Yeah. Well, yeah, there there are two brothers that started McDonald's and then Ray Kroc came in and uh, (laughs) started McDonald's we know today. Um, But just showing them this photo and just, Having them figure it out. <laughs> and the mayor of D.C., who, to this day, like, I understand why, but I think the president of the United States should also be the mayor of Washington, D.C., <laughs> but I understand they got a lot on their plate with the whole country, so they can't just deal with a single city, but that's neither here nor there. think the mayor's mad? I think the mayor's mad because they're technically also a governor, but don't get both titles. Right. Mm. Like, it's just like a... Regardless, does the Vatican have a mayor? Oh, that's another thing, isn't it? The, no, it's the Pope country. can't be in charge of legislation, too. Right, but like, who's in charge of the Vatican? Who's the president of the Vatican? Who has the most overshadowed job in history? Who popes the Pope, man? <laughs> Who can arrest the Pope? <laughs> pope Francis is mayor of Vatican City. Is he? Yep. The official title with regard to Vatican City Not my is mayor. Sovereign of the State of the Vatican City. Not my mayor. <laughs> what if you lived there and weren't Catholic? That's the thing, is that it is it is essentially just like a little cloistered off. Like, when it says Vatican City, it's not like, they don't have like a, a, you know, a citizen base and like a city hall. It's just like where the popes and the cardinals like gather. But someone's got a, the cardinals play there? Uh, someone's got a... <laughs> Someone's got to, like, work the subway there and stuff. So I don't buy that no one lives there. There's no subway in the Vatican City. That's poor planning. That's a prime spot for a subway location. There's probably a stop right outside Vatican City. I don't know the Roman. No, no, no. The sandwich shop. Not the train. Oh. You're telling me one of the biggest tourist destinations in the world doesn't have a subway location? Locations all over the world? It likely has a subway location. I mean, so like, gotta work at Roman <laughs> Metropolitan Transit Authority location. But I don't the know. Mover. The papal mover. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> moving on uh, moving on all right um that was a pretty short one uh, let me let me bring another story into this uh we we talked a little bit about this beforehand but i want to bring it back up just because i find it hilarious epcot's most tame ride had uh someone jump off i guess three times we're talking about uh living with the land the ride that that goes less than a mile per hour um someone jumped off and and tried to grab a cucumber uh i guess swinging their son around by his ankles trying to touch oh yeah she got a full cucumber what was the third time uh it was just like them putting their hands out of the boat and trying to grab the sand and stuff oh gotcha gotcha but what a what a ride to to do this on honestly this is the second Epcot boat ride that somebody has fallen out of canonically. Because <laughs> canonically. during a press, a pr- early press showing of the Maelstrom, a, a, a photographer was blown out of the vehicle. <laughs> How did that happen? Were they standing up when it went down the three foot drop? Or I don't. It's also a very, very tame boat ride, and for somehow uh, a reporter from, I believe, from Norway, fell out of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> they like especially the should voyages. know how to sit in one of their own boats. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he was at the front doing the drums. <laughs> uh, all right. What is, is it? I, is it just a farming <laughs> ride? Is it just like? Yeah. Okay. You tour the greenhouses of Disney World, and you go through where they grow the vegetables for the restaurants. Okay, so they. Oh, okay. That's actually that's nice. I, I I'm with that. I believe that. There's there's a whole narrative section too, where you you kind of go through like a little prairie or something. I don't know. There's like a farmhouse, and it shows you like how farms across the the nation you know grow food, and there's a display of uh, aeroponics, which is kind of relatively hmm. new. Uh, uh, it's it's pretty interesting. This seems like it's next to Soren, so it does loosen. <laughs> wow, there. <laughs> this seems like if it was like. Disney World had just opened, and it was very much like the one that opened in the 60s of, like, every attraction is sponsored by a company. This one seems like it would be sponsored by Chipotle, of, like, <laughs> we we source all of our ingredients from farmers, local, and nationwide, and they are fresh and arrive fresh. Like It seems, I know Disney's doing that themselves now, but it just, that's the vibe I get. Who sponsors the Land Pavilion? Because you're not far. Because all oh, the Nestle does. In Epcot. Is it Land O'Lakes Butter? It was Nestle until 2009. Okay, oh. so it was interesting. Funnily enough, there is a third. There is a third attraction in Living with the Land that's probably the least attended attraction in all of all of the parks combined. Can you can you name it? Well, can you name the third attraction in? It's like the Lion King food show, right? <laughs> it's not even a food show. It's like a Lion King 3D, like, 40-minute thing about how the Earth is getting destroyed or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like the conservation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's all never done Lion it. King themed? <laughs> and you just... It's it's just a movie. Like, you go sit in a movie theater, you get it 3D glasses, a... and it's, it's lightly Lion King themed. And then the rest is like, we need to save the environment. Like, as a kid, you're like, ah, I agree, but I want to ride Soren. Why did I wait 40 minutes for this? I think they've rebranded it, because now oh. it's called Awesome Planet with Ty Burrell. Oh, oh okay. Ty Burrell? Lion King was too marketable. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's it, what was it called? Yeah. Circle of Life and Environmental Fable was that one. Oh. Uh, and that was replaced in 2018, so... No one noticed. They did it overnight. No one, no one could tell. <laughs> from Lion King to Ty Burrell. Wow. Well, you go from a lion family to a modern family. So. All right. With that, let's definitely move on to uh, show and tells this week. Hit it, Will. I just think they're neat. <laughs> Oh, solid. That was pretty accurate. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Thank you. I cut some verses from that. Yeah, too. I was going to say, you went a measure short, but... <laughs> uh, speaking of living with the land, I've got I've got one. All right, let's hear it. All right, I got a video game about 
picking plants and gathering fruit. Um, it's called Pikmin 3. It is on the Nintendo Switch. It was first on the Wii U. I own both of them. Ah. Uh, because I'm a big sucker. Uh, also, I wasn't going to plug in the Wii U to finish that game, so I bought the Switch one. Fair. Um, yeah, it's kind of everyone's experience with the, the Switch ports of Wii U games. It's like, I own that game, but am I going to bust out the Wii U to finish Twilight Princess? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Um, Pikmin 3 is a game where you play as a little little guy. Uh, you're on an alien planet, which is, you know, immediately you'll recognize as Earth. Uh, your spaceship crashes, and you gotta, you and your crew gotta pick little, uh, pick men out of the ground. They're called Pikmin. They're half, uh-huh. half plant, half bug, kind of, and they have different properties. And you, uh, you, you pick up Pikmin, and then you make them do your bidding as you construct bridges and solve puzzles and gather food and uh find parts for your ship and the first level of this game makes it sound like it's going to be very stressful because like there's a timer there's like a day timer you got to finish you know do your chores and get back to the ship by the end of the day and you got to make sure you have enough food and if you run out of food it's game over and you're like oh i got all this stuff and there's pikmin that if you don't take care of them they die and then by about day three you're like oh i can take this real real easy and just chill um because there's an abundance of food there's an abundance of Pikmin, and it's just like a super zen game to like live with the land and pick your own cucumbers. <laughs> um, there, there's like a light story where it kind of gives you objectives, so it kind of gives you something to work towards every day. But really, like every day cycle of the game, you, you, you fly down to Earth to the surface, you get out, you assemble your Pikmin crew. You're, you're like, all right, today I want today I want 45 red Pikmin. I'm gonna need some rock Pikmin. I'm gonna need some yellow Pikmin for this job. And then you just head out into the wilderness and solve puzzles with your Pikmin. And you can use multiple guys. So you could be like, you go back to the ship and watch these Pikmin. I'm going to go over here. So you can kind of like divvy up and efficiently tackle jobs. Uh, There's some puzzles where you need like all three crew members to like solve it. It's really fun. Um, There's spots where like you'll get someplace and realize you need some rock Pikmin to get through. So you got to send someone back to get some rock Pikmin while you go do something else. Um, and it looks really good. Like it's it's pretty cartoony style, but like it, it looks pretty gorgeous. It's got like super chill music. It's just like I don't know. I love just throwing it on at the end of the day and playing like a couple days of Pikmin three, or even just like one day and just be like, all right, today I want to go get this peach, and that's that's what I do for twenty minutes is is figure out a way to build a bridge and go get that peach, and then you're, on the way back you'll see like you know a car or a cell phone battery and you're like, ooh, I want to get that. I wonder what that does. And so like I don't know. It does a good job of like showing you the next thing you want to work towards. So you're like, all right, one more day. I'm going to go work towards this, you know, group of cherries over here. Now that I have this Pikmin, I'm going to go start working way over here. It's like, it's more akin to like a Stardew Valley than like a survival game because like there are day cycles and like resources, but like it's pretty much just chill and pick fruit. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's pretty short. You can check it out. It's on sale sometimes, which is weird for an Nintendo game. But uh, Pikmin 3 is good. Kind of reminds me of Dr. Stone. Speaking of Dr. Stone earlier in this podcast, you mentioned the cell phone battery and then that officially stuck. It does It does take place on Earth and the guys are really, really small. So like you'll find a cell phone and like that replaces your ship's communicator. And like it takes like 30 Pikmin to carry it back oh. because you're very small. I didn't realize, like I remember seeing different colored Pikmin, but I didn't realize that they were like different ability Pikmin, which... Yeah, the blue ones can't drown. Like the yellow ones, like can conduct electricity, so you can make wires and turn on lights. The red ones are like good at fighting. There's flying ones which can fly over gaps and fight bees. You also got there's boss fights, which is weirdly high stress. (laughs) They're like you fight giant bugs by throwing your Pikmin at them and hoping they don't get killed. (laughs) How do they know that the blue one can't drown? Did somebody try? (laughs) Yeah, like well, yeah they. I think there's a cut scene where a blue one goes in the water and is just chill about it because normally uh, they're, they're not chill about it. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, when, a, when, a, when, a, when a Pikmin dies, it's horrifying. They scream, and then a Pikmin-shaped ghost comes out of their body. <laughs> oh, man. Ghost Pikmin. It makes you feel really guilty whenever a Pikmin dies by your hand. <laughs> no, but if you... Uh, all the bad guys you kill... Like, if you kill a big bug, you can carry its corpse back to the Pikmin home, and it will be broken down and made into more Pikmin seeds. <laughs> so there oh, is a, a, a harsh circle of life involved with Pikmin. Well, same thing happens with humans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty realistic. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute, though. It's a fun game. It's 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 
not not a big system seller, but if you like just like chill, like kind of busy work simulators where you get to go, you know, do tasks and check off checklists, like it's 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 hard to beat. Hmm. Nice. I can uh, I can go off of a, a nice chill Nintendo game because uh, I also picked up a very nice okay. chill uh, Nintendo game. I pil- I paid full price for it. I've been told that that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, I picked up Mario Golf. Uh, <laughs> Mario Golf Super Rush, um, fantastic! It's the new, it's the new iteration of Mario Golf that they released for the Nintendo Switch. Came out a few weeks ago. Uh, definitely felt like the like a nice summer game to me. I'm also I also like golfing. I picked up golfing after I moved to Arizona because that's all you can do here is golf and sweat. So uh, I'm I'm getting pretty good at both. I was already good at sweating beforehand, but um, now I'm getting good <laughs> at, at doing both at the same time. But uh, Picked up uh, Mario Golf. Uh, it's got like a light story mode where pretty much it kind of teaches you the ropes of golfing, the different types of shots, also the mechanics of, of Mario Golf um, kind of wrapped up in, in a fun story where you play against some new characters like Boo and Toadette and for some reason the football guy, Charging Chuck, is in this and not, uh, you know, any other sports Charging Chuck. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously the draw to this is, is playing the multiplayer. And King Kick Bob Bomb is is back. He's I haven't gotten to him in the story or anything yet, but uh, um, a lot of fun characters to choose from here. They all Mr. have fun Pringles golf himself. Exactly, um, a lot of fun golf outfits. Um, Wario looks like something that I would probably wear to the golf course if I if I could afford that. Um, yeah, you guys you guys recently went to like a Mario Golf event. How uh, how was that? Did you guys pick it up pretty easy? Because um, my parents, also golf people, picked up this game. I'm like, hey, play golf with us. Uh, and uh, they did not pick it up. So uh, curious if, if you guys were able to do the, the controls and stuff like that. I, uh, before like the tournament began, I uh, want to give a shout out to a friend of the show, Evan, uh, for throwing a, a Mario Golf event. Um, but before the tournament began, I played like a couple holes myself. Didn't quite grasp it. Uh, but I feel like if I was given more time, like I really liked the look of it. I liked the mechanics. I liked, you know, just, you know, it was a, a nice video game to play. If I had a Switch, I would buy it. Um, but yeah, during the tournament, I'd, Will and I went against each other. And I'm not sure how I either of us won or lost, but I lost to Will first round. <laughs> but it was well. two to three. It was close. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was. I I didn't I didn't know any of like the nuance to it, but like the the press A to hit, press A to confirm your swings is is pretty uh pretty did intuitive. You, you guys like, did it with, like, handheld, right? Char- like, like you. I mean, uh, you, no, you, you did like the, I forget that you can like the motion controls. No, no, I we just hit A. We, we use pro controllers. Oh, well, that's th- okay. I mean that that's the, obviously that's the the better way to do it, but uh, I would think in a in a party scenario, you do the motion controls. No, we're going we're we're playing the battle golf one. Ah, uh, yeah. Sure so there's there's three I... different modes. You could do battle golf. You can do speed golf, which is you hit the ball and then you can run and and push each other and stuff like that. And then there's regular boring golf. Um, so three three different rounds. As as a big toadstool tour stand. Uh, I was pretty impressed. I thought I, I am curious to see like what DLC is added to it because I think it's pretty pretty. Not as many courses as Toadstool Tour right now, but if they if they start getting DLC, I'm gonna pick it up. Have you ever seen Charles Barkley's golf swing? I have not. No, no, I have not. You should here, hold on. Go on, Tyler. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> okay. No, no, I was I was just I was just recommending if you're gonna pick this up, it it honestly made me wish that blockbuster was still a thing because this game would be so fun. If you just picked this up for a week, played through the story and, and played some like, you know, played with some friends and stuff like that, because I have a feeling there's, I'm going to reach a point in time where I put Mario golf down and I don't pick it back up again until I trade it in. And I don't know when that day is coming, but I feel like it's coming. I, I don't know if you guys have games like that as well. Is Gamefly still around? Maybe. I think they're trying to move into like the cloud gaming thing, which honestly I think is pretty cool too. Um, but I don't know many people doing the the delivery thing. 
because that seems like what you're what you're asking for. I don't know if they still do it. But. Yeah, right, right. I just dropped a video. No, I uh, I dropped a video of Charles Barkley's drive in our a little chat. If you haven't watched it, listener, please you should. It is a marvel of modern science and sports. Uh, <laughs> this basketball marvel, Charles Barkley taking a swing. It looks cartoonish enough that it does belong in a Mario game. Oh yeah, this golf swing is terrible. It's a lot. Apparently, he's improved it, but. He had that one for a while that, to a point where it just <laughs> became his trademark. It helps It helps that he's dressed like Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he's afraid Lucy's going to pull the ball out before he hits it. <laughs> yeah, check out Mario Golf. Uh, fun, fun game. I'll go next with another quick, as quick as I can do, uh, show and tell. My favorite reality show, which I feel like I've talked about several times on this show before, has cheaters. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Reality competition uh, has hit Netflix, and it is ABC's The Mole. The first two seasons, which both aired in early 2001 and late 2001. Um, Actually, I believe season two was going to air in late 2001. But something happened in late 2001 that they thought, like, hey, maybe an espionage (laughs) bent uh, uh, international travel reality show can wait a minute. So they moved it to early 2002. Regardless, the first two seasons are on Netflix, and we got through the first season in just a couple days. And it is pretty much as fun as I remember. And I'm here to say that you should absolutely go watch The Mole. It is fascinating examination of both just like early reality television like this was shot in 2000 so there is it's got a a feeling more of the real world and a bit of survivor more than anything else like there are like some like some talking heads but mostly it's just kind of people doing their thing and hanging out you see like early 2000s fashion which is a concept that fascinates me to this day because i remember just like i remember the early 2000s of being you know in the fourth grade or third or fourth grade and like kind of everything kind of made sense but looking back on it now it does feel like 20 years ago and now that we've got this show it's like a time capsule of like a pre 9-11 world (laughs) of people competing in a reality show with the best concept that I have seen pre-Netflix. Um, basically, the mole center out, centers around 10 to 14 people who are traveling through Europe, completing espionage-themed challenges. Uh, and Anderson Cooper, CNN's own, before he got on CNN, is hosting. And basically, he's there to say, like, hey, you're going to compete in this challenge if you complete it you can add you know this much money to the pot there is a pot which all the players work to contribute to and the player who survives all the way till the end wins that pot and it can go all the way up to a million dollars um the season season one does not i will say people you know kind of mess up and it's humans regardless the whole like twist of the show is that there's this group of people working towards adding money to this pot through these challenges but there's one person in this group who is actively working to sabotage and betray their players and they are the mole among us (laughs) describing this show to someone a co-worker just yesterday and i was like oh no this is among us this is the among us (laughs) reality show which I, they made a reality show based on the Mogus. They're actually. I think ABC is bringing it back. Apparently, there's casting calls for a show called The Insider, or they're shooting a show called The Insider in Australia as we speak, and it might just be the mold come back. Regardless, uh, it is essentially Among Us, and you're trying to figure out who the mole is. And at the end of each week, at the end of like each set of challenges, all the players have to answer this 25 question quiz of like. Was the mole wearing this? Which group was the mole in? Like, everyone has to have, like, a set idea of who the mole is. And whoever is the most far off gets eliminated. Or, as they call it, executed. Um, which, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Taking a back and shot. But there, it's... Like, the show is... Whoever's the most <laughs> sus. <laughs> it is, like, <laughs> such a, like, it's... Like a, a time capsule of entertainment. It is, like, I... It, 
once I finish season two, we're probably going to start getting in the old Survivor just just to see that, like, Ooh. have that feeling again. We'll see, Tyler. I'll, I'll definitely, uh, we'll talk. Um, yeah, hit me up. But hit me the up. best part is that they kind of do it in season one, but I remember them doing it in later seasons. Basically, the show ran for five seasons. Uh, and seasons three and four were the celebrity mole, which you cannot find on Netflix. And season five was like a return to the mole. That was in 2008. I remember getting real into that show. Um, but like the first two seasons are pretty solid. And it is just a very fun, entertaining time of like, you're trying to find out who the mole is and everyone else is. And there's just like manipulation and tactics all, you know, to betray your players, but also to work together. And it's, it's a good human, you know, you, you know, me and my, uh, affinity for reality tv where people just exactly are humans i love kids are, are they dancers <laughs> no one's a dancer in this season yet <laughs> all i know about celebrity moles it had eric von Detten. i believe yeah the, it was like d and e list celebrity he's on the celebrity mole andy brink brinker himself <laughs> um but i i don't know where to find that but yeah the the moles on netflix super worth watching super fun uh, the best part, which they kind of do in season one, but I believe they do more in season two, is they like the production actively leaves clues throughout the show and through the edit on as to who the mole is. And I believe they start doing this more and more as the shows progress, because I remember like watching season five and like looking like they'd say like the mole was doing this and like and, and the finale when they finally reveal who it was, they like run back all the footage from the previous season and say like, here's how the mole sabotaged this. Here's the clues we gave you. And to be fair, the, uh, the season one, one is like clues are kind of a stretch, but it's very fun to watch. Um, yeah, that's the mole. Hope he comes back. I'm gonna start the mole tonight. You should. It's, nice. it's like the first season is is pretty fun. Just don't look up where we, people are now because you will get spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> we did this, by the way. Episode 154 of Radish was "I Want the Mole to Come Back," where we talked about the return of the mole. That was in April. They listened. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, I'm talking, man. Like, it's, it was a great reality show, and I remember it fondly, and it's been great to relive it. Nine episodes ago, which means by the time episode 172 comes around, this will be put into the world. Powers that be, I want Cousin Skeeter to come back. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Remember Cousin Skeeter? He was everyone's cousin. He was this guy's cousin. He was everyone's favorite. He was a puppet. It's hard to forget Cousin Skeeter. I miss Cousin Skeeter. Bring him back. (laughs) But do it right this time. (laughs) All right. So now we're moving on to the last segment here. Uh, It's been a long time since we've uh, played Lit or Not Lit, uh, but I'm bringing it back. Uh, We're doing a new version of it. It's called uh, Lit or Not Lit Quips. So how uh, Lit or Not Lit Quips works is I'm going to bring up a topic kind of like, um, Didn't kind of like good that. news. That was the best cut. <laughs> kind of like uh, good news where I'm going to bring up something that uh, we've been talking a lot about lately. Uh, Will and Sean are going to reply in some quips. If it's good, then they're going to hear this noise. It's lit. And if not, they're going to hear this noise. Not lit. So uh, let's go ahead and jump in. The first uh, kind of prompt of the day. Uh, Yesterday, we celebrated July 4th uh, as someone in our Discord. I think it was Swuggle pointed out. It's the uh, we celebrate the birth of the hot dog every year. Nothing else happens on July 4th except Uh, A video came out of Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg writing on, I've seen this this wakeboard type thing before where you kind of just like pump up and down and and, uh, that's what carries you, but he's carrying a large uh, American flag and people were just roasting him. So I want to hear your roasts of uh, Mark Zuckerberg. 
Uh, the Winklevoss twins are just underwater carrying the surfboard. <laughs> hey! <It's a> <laughs> <laughs> I, missed, I forgot the sponge. <laughs> I like that he's holding the flag. Like, that's not really a quip, which is like, it's such like a unnecessary, like, I think, I think Paul Verhoeven saw this and was like, oh, it's too much. Never mind. <laughs> it's lit. This is too, this is too on the nose for me. Uh, I don't know if I have a quip for this. I just, it was just like, it was, a, it was, a, it was on the nose, man. I don't believe it was real. You don't believe, believe it was real? real? I feel like Zuckerberg, it looked too good. It looked like, I understand Zuckerberg's like out there surfing and doing all this stuff, but man, it. He doesn't have a day job. Yeah, I understand he's a billionaire. He doesn't. <laughs> He has time to learn how to do this. Like he has time to learn how to water sports. Man, when does Zuckerberg have time to surf? He's busy all day reading the Facebook post. And it wasn't a joke. <laughs> it wasn't a it's lit. <laughs> I just want to make a bad joke so I can hear what the boo uh, trap remix is. Oh, it'll come, Sean. It'll come. Don't worry. We'll hit that. Uh, next, yeah, we know. have we have the CDC sharing the gif of uh, the diarrheaing of the pool. Have you guys seen that? Uh, seen that gif? Yeah, I watched it. I thought I thought it was the Friends reunion. <laughs> <laughs> it's lit. I'm gonna let this one play out. I just like this one. Oh. Is that the Jutsu Kaisen? Yeah, that's the, that's the, oh, the fun one. 100 fucking percent. <sighs> Have you seen the uh, the gift, Sean? I see it now. I thought it was like actual footage of someone shitting a pool, but no, it's just a child going down a water slide. <laughs> Is that your quip? <laughs> <laughs> There's no quip. I'll, I'll, I'll say when I'm gearing up for a quip. The CDC presumably has a, a staff of people to make these infographics. I would hate to be the guy they come to. It's like, hey, you can animate diarrhea, can't you? <laughs> it's lit. Also, uh, also for Fourth of July. <laughs> Steve, Steve's the guy we go to for poop animation. Oh man, I remember like being a conscious like child in like kindergarten to the first grade, and being like, "I want to go to Whitewater," and my parents telling me like, "We can't go to Whitewater. Our child pooped in the pool," and now it's like, I think a ki- another kid died because of it, and now you can't go. That did happen when we yeah. were kids. So, I have no quips for this time. I'm sorry. I, I have to turn this gif off. It's just been playing God, this whole Sean. time. This looks like me Not sliding into a segment. Nope. All right. So, next we've got uh, the Tour de France lady has officially been captured. She, I guess she surrendered pretty uh. easily. <laughs> it's lit. Little bit of what is that? This is Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> and it was PBS. Yep. Anything, Sean? She's arrested for the crime of making the Tour de France exciting again. <laughs> it's lit. I need a playlist of these. Make you feel the <laughs> I got a I got a French core remix of Eternal Flame just for this quip. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm just glad for the for the record, Tyler sent the headlines out two hours ago. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I'm not good at coming up with topical quips. <laughs> I've got nothing. Here, hold on. It's a it's a Good thing they sent the cop cars after her, because if it was the cops on bicycles, they would have been done for. 
A perfect joke. No fat on that bone. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot to play it. Not lit. <laughs> so next we've got uh, radioactive boar pig hybrids emerging in Fukushima. Who was the guy that pointed at the radioactive pigs and said, no, those are boar pig hybrids? <laughs> like, why did you just assume if it was a radioactive pig, it would be slightly different? No, who, who is, is he doing like blood samples? Like, oh, this isn't a, this isn't a boar, this isn't a pig. This is a radioactive boar pig hybrid. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who would be figuring that out. Farmers? I I have no idea. Coincidentally, the McRib is back, and it's the same color as the Shamrock Shake. <laughs> it's glowing this time. I'll 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 give you that one. That was a it's good one. <laughs> These are all so good. That's a new nightmare. Thank you. Every thank time. you. Um, <laughs> Sean, this is your uh, this is your allotted time for a joke. I thought Okja was Korean. <laughs> it's I'll give you that one. I cannot. <laughs> hey, what's your what's your favorite Black Sabbath song? Mine's Boar Pigs. <laughs> It's lit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last one. We well, Toyota's someone added a, a last one, but the second to last. Sorry, go ahead, John. Uh, Toyota's got to cool it on these hybrids. It's lit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Last but not least, we have uh, the police responding to a call at a Home Depot to break up an exorcism that's being held for dead trees. This is a new Lowe's. <laughs> it's lit. I'm picturing like a training day thing where the, the cop gets out to break up the, runs into the Home Depot and with, with the trainee and says, we'll be only be here for a minute. And they spend like two and a half hours in there. <laughs> <laughs> people it's who aren't lit. people who aren't laughing have never been drugged to a Home Depot. I've heard of lumber support. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Not lit. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm lit. thinking about that again, and it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> The, the thin uh, orange line. <laughs> it's Nothing lit. gets me better than the, the Dragon Tales one. <laughs> I think the Cars for Kids one is also pretty good. <laughs> it's just that. Uh, I think Eternal Flames got. Yeah, it it's the best, best one you've found so far. But. <laughs> So what happened here was a was a just a gross misunderstanding of the assignment because I just saw lit or not lit. I was like, all right, playing lit or not lit again, and I didn't realize we had to write quip. So that's why I just submitted that. You know, it's July fifth, and we still have yet to receive any viral firework moments from the past year. We don't have a you know a, a put it in reverse, Terry or San Diego, all the fireworks going off at once fiasco. And I, I miss those days. Well, if you wrote that in, do you have a quip for it? No. Uh, <laughs> or are you just sad? <laughs> I was just going to say sad. it's not lit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll agree with you there. Literally! Not lit. Uh, okay, not lit literally is not bad. <laughs> the last one of the it's day. Lit. I'll go ahead and play uh, Eternal Flame. It goes way too hard. Yeah, it really does. It really does. It gets my heart going. 
I'm gonna get. I'm gonna hit a treadmill at my local gym or my apartment gym complex, listening to that Eternal Flame Trap remix and just destroy everything. <laughs> Run 19 miles an hour. <sighs> Alrighty, guys. Uh, I think that wraps it up here for episode 163 of Radish. Uh, thanks again for listening. I've been Tyler. You can find me online at uh, Tyler from Radish. You can find the show online at Radish Pod. And the network at IndiesaurusNet. Um, I am Will. Uh, you can find me in my parents' basement this week podcasting. Um, and then I have I have my own place that I live at usually. Don't worry. Ah. Um, you can also find me at Will from Online on Twitter. And uh, on Discord, posting some weird crap. Often. <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, I've been Sean. You can find me on Twitter at that Sean Barry, Instagram Sean M. Barry. Uh, and I, you can find me this week watching the Scripps National Spelling Bee Finals, which, if uh, this episode's coming out on Thursday the 8th, uh, it should be on tonight. You should watch it. Uh, and, you know, we're going to practice this. Who Tyler? How do you spell diarrheing? Because <laughs> on the dock it says <laughs> dare hearing, just like it sounds. like it sounds. Yeah, honestly, I don't blame you. I I couldn't spell diarrhea off the the top of my head. Um, please don't. I shouldn't have said those words. <laughs> you have diarrhea on top of your head. <laughs> now time for Tyler's question. <laughs> spell diarrhea. D. I A R H E R R A. No, I can't. That's diarrhea. Oh, that's close. That's diarrhea. <laughs> diarrhea. May I have the part of speech? <laughs> Noun. Thank you. Or I guess verb. Diarrhea. I guess it could be a verb. D I. A, oh, wait, I'm going to do oh, it like no. they did, so you can't see that I'm typing it. Okay. Diarrhea. D-I-A-R-R-H-E-A. Diarrhea. It's lit. Yeah! <laughs> well, that's it, then. <laughs> that's very good. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. <laughs>